Hi, I'm Paul Carr, Podcast 11, uh, Prison Visit, This is What It's Like in the Morning. It's titled, The Black Crows of Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Ever notice crows unwrap in the morning when night burns off? Beads of condensation evaporate and their wings unstiffen to life. They face the glaring rising sun and a day begins. So it is in any California prison parking lot on a weekend morn. Weekends are visiting day. The moms, girlfriends, sisters, aunts, and female friends all roused in a similar fashion. They have slept or attempted to sleep in cars, trailers, pickup trucks, and a lucky few in campers. Overwhelmingly, they are Latinas, a smattering are black, the occasional Polynesian evident, and the rare gringa stands out. Like those black crows testing their wings in the morning, they all stretch, flex, massage, sore, tired, cramped muscles, and crave some warmth. They climb out of their vehicles in ones, twos, or more. Hair is matted, sometimes wet. They stand a few feet from their cars. Doors are left open, feet firmly planted. They grab their hair in one hand and brush it or comb it with the other. Long hair dangles towards the asphalt below their feet. Hair is braided, unbraided, dampened, sprayed, dried, brushed. The women squat or bend and lean forward to use the vehicle mirrors to accommodate their preening. Glove compartments are open, eyeliner, mascara, eyelash curlers, lipstick, deodorant, and all the accoutrements of female grooming are used. Children peck, whine, and chirp at them like hungry baby birds. The women tend to be tattooed, overweight, heavily made up, and covered in black clothing. The parking lot looks as though a funeral has transpired. Black clothing dominates. Black will get you a visit with an inmate. Most other colors are forbidden. Red and white are gang colors and will get you kicked out. Greens, yellows, and oranges are the colors correction officers wear. Therefore, they are also expressly verboten. Colorful clothing will earn the wearer a pink visitation denied slip and a quick exit from the prison. No questions answered. At the edge of the visitor's parking lot, guard towers silhouette the horizon every 200 feet. Connecting them is the first perimeter of 20-foot-high, razor-tipped fencing. A second row of fencing lies three feet beyond that, deeper in the prison. It is electrified. Signs in English and Spanish inform those on both sides that contact means immediate death. Symbolic pictures show a person touching the fence and dying. They are placed at 30-foot intervals for those who can't read. A lucky feral cat tempts fate and wanders between the two fences, one of the few creatures able to meander both worlds freely. A white prison vehicle circles outside the prison every three minutes on a dirt road. Supposedly, those correction officers are looking for escapees' footprints, but in actuality, they ogle the women in the parking lot. The same is true in the guard towers. The shooters entombed up there are armed with M14s, but they've been placed on the floor. Instead, the men tightly grip their long-range binoculars, scanning the younger women among the flock. The correction officers remember the choice ones from previous visits. Ever so slowly, the women in the parking lot collect themselves, physically and mentally, and head to the northernmost section of the lot. 
There, they must wait in line until a corrections officer comes and confirms that they are on the approved list. Verify their inmate has not committed an infraction that will deny them a visit. Corroborate that the inmate is still at this prison and finally confirm that he is still at this moment, in fact, even alive. Like crows lingering for the sun to rise farther in the sky and provide more light and warmth, these women wait too. They pull their sweatshirts, blouses, and jackets tighter. They will wait many hours. They will flock back next week and the week after that and the week after that until their inmate is released, transferred, or tells them to screw off or ultimately dies. The black crows of mourning. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that. That was, uh, I, I noticed that one morning. I went, oh, my God, all these poor women. And the, the women outnumber the uh, male visitors oh, big time, you know, like five to one, six to one. Um, one time I was, this is at uh, Salinas Valley State Prison. It was uh, where I was going was level four maximum security. I had a real hardened former student that was in there, gang member, Norteño. And I was waiting in line one time, and this woman was behind me, and she taps on my shoulder. She goes, I know who you are. <laughs> Which is kind of scary at a prison, you know? And uh, she said, you're here to see Rogelio, huh? And I went, yeah. And it turned out uh, that Rogelio had a cellmate. We call him Sellies, And this was the Sellies mom. And uh, she said, nobody comes to visit him at all, ever. You're, you're a good guy for doing this. And I, I heard a lot about you. Anyway, she taught me a lot. You know, she told me where to stand when we when we would walk in into the prison. So sometimes you'd have a rare glimpse of your your inmate that was coming to visit you or leaving. Um, yeah, she gave me lots of hints, lots of hints, and she said that the the women those those crows of morning they're they're often called prison rats. A lot of a lot of the women fall in love with with inmates, and uh, for whatever reason, they just link themselves to them. Uh, this particular mom had two boys in prison, and they were uh, they did a road road rage shooting, and um, they 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 murdered somebody. <sighs> yeah, um, but her son, <laughs> one of them, the in, the the cellmate for my guy, he uh, he was well enough behaved that he could go out in the visitor center. So I, I got to sit with him and meet him. But my my guy was always in the window in chains because he was just uh, too violent. So anyway. Uh, that's that. I hope you liked it. Thank you very much.